how to work out with resistance bands at every level. What's happening? This is Isai Rodriguez, host of the Daspination Podcast, where I cater to the professional working man, 40 and above, who's looking to make positive changes to his health, lose weight, and become stronger overall through simple lifestyle changes. I'm here to share inspiration, tips, and proven lessons that I've personally learned and lived through in my 40 plus years on this here beautiful blue planet. So today we'll start the discussion off by talking about garlic for blood pressure. Is it good or is it bad? And then we'll move on to our second segment and talk talk about how to work out with resistance bands at every level. And listen, your health and fitness goals are easier to achieve than you might think. First and foremost, it's about getting your mind straight right from the get-go. And so I've got a freebie for you called the 10 Daspination Mind Hacks that'll help you whip your mind into shape so that you can turn around and whip your body into shape. That sounds good to you? Then get on over to podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks to get your freebie today and start using these 10 hacks to exercise consistently and create the real and lasting results that you're truly after and that you absolutely deserve. That's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks. Again, that's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now and leave me a nice, fat, juicy five-star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much. It really helps to get the word out and it's honestly the one place where your vote truly matters and now let's move into our first segment with healthy conversations hey all right so awesome awesome i am so pumped up today that intro always gets me psyched out always gets me pumped up ready to go and ready to kill it so i hope you guys are doing awesome out there i hope you guys find yourself in great health i hope your families are doing great i hope that the good lord has blessed you i hope he has rained upon you a vast amount of health and wellness and blessings from the sky and whatnot and uh yeah so what's what's going on like right now i've been personally struggling <laughs> i've been moving i've been working the past couple of weeks or so to migrate my podcast from one platform to another so i'm having i'm changing podcast host providers and uh this has been not only has it been a learning experience but it has been i'm not gonna say a pain in my ass but (laughs) it has definitely been like i've learned a lot Let's, let's just put it that way and it's been a journey and i'm enjoying it but it's it's a lot of work (laughs) but that's besides the point i'm doing all this work for you so that i can bring you uh more content so that i can bring you uh more tips more tricks more life hacks more health hacks and things like that so that we can both together we can make these incremental changes that'll help us live to a hundred and beyond because i don't know about you I'm looking to to stay on this earth as long as possible. And I found, <laughs> what I realized is that uh, the only way you're going to do that is by making these changes, by 
turning your life around if you're not on the right path uh, thus far. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, what are we talking about in this week's installment of Healthy Conversations? So in this week's installment of Healthy Conversations, we're talking about garlic for blood pressure. <laughs> you know, is it good or is it bad? That's a great question. So first off, Hypertension is a condition that affects, uh, it affects about one in three adults in Western countries. And the worst part of this is that most often than not, you don't even know that you have it. Like it doesn't come with a bunch of symptoms and warning signs. And there's, there's really no red flags. Like there's no quote unquote, seeing the warning signs that your blood pressure is high or not, you know what I mean? And and the real killer is that high blood pressure uh, brings with it other stuff that you just don't want to get, get involved with. And it's, it's not like the blood pressure itself being high is what kills you. It's, I mean, I guess eventually it, <laughs> your heart could possibly explode, I suppose, if it gets high enough. But the thing is, is that high blood pressure or having that blood pressure higher than normal, it, it, it brings on other stuff, like other stuff, <laughs> nasty stuff, comes along with it when you're at a hypertensive point this significantly increases your risk for heart disease and and stroke and other things like that now medication or you know drugs to lower your blood pressure usually have side effects that just plain suck <laughs> and because of this you know suck <laughs> people have been showing more and more interest in potentially effective natural remedies. And to be more specific, we're talking about garlic. You know, the stuff they tell you to hang around your neck to keep the vampires away, the stuff that you use to possibly cook <laughs> every day. But is garlic actually safe? And is it actually an effective way to naturally lower your blood pressure? You know, like that's that's what we'll be getting into today. So let's do this, you know. So what does garlic do to your blood pressure? Or better said, better said, how does it affect your blood pressure to begin with? Because this is a vegetable that's been used as a natural blood pressure lowering remedy since God knows when, you know, since forever. And as it turns out, some recent research shows that it's been used for so long for good reason, you know. So it appears that garlic is in fact a very effective remedy against high blood pressure. And some studies have actually gone ahead and reported garlic to be as effective as standard blood pressure lowering medications. Imagine not having to take your prescribed blood pressure medication, instead replacing that with garlic supplements or something. The best part of it is that they say that it has the same effect, but with much fewer side effects. So how awesome is that? Again, think about that. And they also found that garlic's blood pressure lowering effects seem to be universal. So what that means is that these blood pressure lowering benefits, uh, like they, they, they appear to be greatest in people with elevated blood pressures compared with those uh, with normal blood pressure. but it's still benefiting to all. So for me, this begs the question, how is it that garlic can do that? You know, like what is the science behind it? How is it that garlic makes your blood pressure go down? You know, what's the magic behind it? So I have tons of questions always, and I like to find out the, uh, the answers, you know, and I bring them to you. So first off, 
There's something in garlic called allicin. This compound, this allicin, is the main active compound or component in garlic. Now, the doctors who are conducting these studies, they, they see the results, the number, like the, they, they see the results, the numbers don't lie, you know? And what they conclude or what they believe is the reason behind the power of garlic in being able to lower blood pressure, they believe that it's this allicin, this compound that's largely responsible for garlic's almost magical powers in lowering blood pressure. And so, you know, they study this data and what the data is suggesting, again, is that allicin is not allowing your body to produce a specific component or a compound that's known to increase blood pressure. This compound causes your blood vessels to tighten up or contract. And when that happens, your blood pressure goes up. <laughs> so naturally, if garlic is not allowing this compound to be produced, then there's going to be, you know, less of it in your body. Uh, when there's less of it in your body, then blood flows more freely. It's free flowing, you know? And so if your blood flow is flowing freely like a river, <laughs> then the pressure in your veins will be lower because your heart doesn't have to pump as hard, you know? Not only that, but allicin also helps you, it also helps your body produce hydrogen sulfide and nitric oxide. It helps make it available for your body to use as needed. These two compounds are critical for regulating blood pressure levels. And then there are the anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties of garlic. So it's believed by the experts <laughs> that these properties help contribute to its ability to reduce or help prevent rises in your blood pressure levels. And here's the beauty of all these benefits is that garlic is generally generally considered safe. Like I mentioned earlier, it, it's been used for ages, thousands and thousands of years. And so side effects in the past have been rare, you know, like you barely hear of any of type of uh, side effects coming from garlic or, or the use of garlic for blood pressure. And of the side effects that have been recorded throughout time, it was mo most likely because the garlic in question was eaten raw. But as far as aged garlic extracts or garlic powder supplements, well, there just haven't been any major reported side effects. So essentially these powders and extracts, uh, they appear to be totally harmless. But all in all, raw garlic, garlic powder, aged garlic extracts, or garlic oil, like they all appear to help lower blood pressure. And now in terms of quantity of how much is enough to make a difference in your blood pressure, uh, so what's been found or what's been noted <laughs> is that, uh, you know, the effective dosages range anywhere uh, from 12.3 milligrams per day to 2,400 milligrams per day for a two to 24 week period, depending on the form taken. So again, depending on whether you go with the raw garlic versus the powder versus an extract, whichever form that you decide to go with, you're looking at a possible effective dosage of anywhere between 12.3 and 2,400 milligrams per day for two to 24 weeks. And garlic is great and all, but it's not the only natural blood pressure remedy. 
not by a long shot. I mean, yeah, <laughs> garlic is great for lowering your blood pressure, but there are other natural foods or supplements you can add to your diet that will help just as much. And the reason I bring this up is, number one, <laughs> heart disease is the number one killer for adults in the U.S. And high blood pressure is what causes heart disease. Number two, <laughs> it's important for you to understand the facts on how serious of an epidemic this is and what you can do, you yourself, what you can do to mitigate your risk of dying prematurely. And number three, <laughs> it's good to have options when choosing what best works for you. And you know me and my options. I love having and giving options. Variety is the spice of life. And what works for me may not necessarily work for you. So we all need options to work with. You understand? We like the human body, no human body is alike. There's no 100% one-to-one clone out there, no matter what anybody tells you. So anyway, I've got a little list here of other vitamins and supplements that have been proven by science and research. I'm not just talking out my ass here. <laughs> you know, these vitamins I'm about to share with you are known to treat hypertension and it's supported by a large body of evidence. Are you ready? <laughs> got your pads and pencils already out there? If yes, drop it in the comments. Let me know that you got your pads, your pencils, and that you're ready to go. Actually, I think I'm gonna start raffling off prizes or something uh, for those of you that actually start commenting. Cause I get a lot of private messages and, 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 I, and I appreciate that, I really do. Uh, but it actually helps me more if you comment publicly. Uh, but that's besides the point. I know you're out there listening. So to incentivize you all, I'm thinking of entering people into a raffle if and when they comment. But that's besides the point. Hope you're all ready. I gave you enough time. I did a little babbling there for you so that you can uh, run off and grab your uh, pen and paper. So I hope you're ready because here comes the list. <laughs> so we've got, I'm just gonna rattle them off. I'm not really gonna go into much detail, but I, I want you to have these uh, this list with you just so that you understand that there are other uh, supplements, other things, other foods, other nutrients that you can put in your body to help lower your blood pressure. So we've got whole grain, we've got vitamin C, we've got probiotics, we have coenzyme Q10, AKA CoQ10, <laughs> we have potassium, we have long chain omega-3s, we have vitamin E, we have ginseng, we have 100% beetroot juice, and I've taken this, quite a few of these in the past, uh, for various reasons, and then later on I realized like, hey, these have, uh, you know, these are really recommended for uh, lowering your blood pressure. So. Good things to you know to add into your uh, into your diet. Again, let's let's do that again. Let's let's run through this list again. We said whole grains, vitamin C, probiotics, CoQ10, potassium, long chain omega threes, vitamin E, ginseng, and 100% beetroot juice. That last one, the beetroot juice, has to be 100% beetroot juice. Like if you get the liquid, I should say. Cause you can go to like a, a market of some sort, like one of those natural markets and get beetroot juice, but just make sure that it's actually 100% beetroot juice. Like not added, it's not made from concentrate, nothing like that. 
Now, this is not the golden list. This is not like there are more things out there, more supplements that you can add to your diet. But you you get the point. These are like, I don't know, how many are these? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. These are like the top nine, I suppose. I ramble on about these in my VIP community for t- from time to time. So, so many benefits. It's not even funny. But there you have it, you know. Now, that being said... It's always best to consult your doctor before adding any dietary supplements to your diet. You've been disclaimed. But no, but really, take this stuff seriously because it really is serious. Death by heart attack or heart disease is not a joke. It's no laughing matter, my friend. (laughs) So keep an eye on your blood pressure. And if you see that you need to add some supplements to your diet, or if you're noticing, you know, huh, it's looking a little high today, then then just know that you have a whole repertoire of vitamins and supplements, including different forms of garlic, as we're talking about here, that, that you can add to your diet. And here's the bottom line with all this, is that garlic is a safe and effective natural blood pressure lowering remedy. It can be taken in different forms, including raw garlic, uh, garlic oil, aged garlic extracts, and garlic powder supplements, (laughs) you know? And if you decide to add garlic supplements to your diet, just know that you'll need to take relatively large doses. This is what's needed before effects on your blood pressure are noticeable. But that being said, these remedies appear to be as effective as conventional blood pressure medications. Think about that again. And they have much fewer side effects, if any at all. Again, let that stew in your head for a bit, you know? Like garlic, even though you you have to take them in large quantities, they it's been proven by science, by these studies, to be as effective as conventional blood pressure medication. So imagine if you could, uh, imagine if you can stop taking your blood pressure medication and start taking these garlic supplements, you know what I mean? So using garlic as a natural way to lower your blood pressure uh, may be worth a try for you. And if you do, just be sure to talk to your doctor before adding a garlic supplement to your routine. This is especially true if you're taking any type of medication or have an underlying health condition. Talk to your doctor. And so the more you know, the better you'll be. And now, with all that said and done, let's switch gears and move on to our second segment with Mighty Man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's a really important topic to be discussing is is this um, issues with blood pressure. I see it all the time. I hear it all the time. People uh, out there in forums asking like, what can I do about my blood pressure? What ca-? Because that is the number one killer in the US alone. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure throughout the entire globe, but specifically in Western countries and more specifically in the US, you know? So understand your numbers, understand your options, know your numbers, check your blood pressure, keep on top of it. It is super, super important. But that being said, we're moving on to our second segment with Mighty Man here. And we're talking about how to work out with resistance bands at every level. So (laughs) do you have a set of resistance bands laying around the house collecting dust? question for you (laughs) you know it's probably hanging from your uh, unused treadmill it's all good 
You can be honest with me. It might be in the corner. Uh, it might be in a tub uh, in the garage somewhere like that. You know, where is it? Do you have one laying around collecting dust? <laughs> but, you know, I I'm joking. You all don't. I know you all don't slack like that when it comes to your health. I already know that. Just the fact that you're here listening to this show right now, <laughs> you know, that tells me that you're serious about your health. And that's who I like, that's who I like talking to because those are the most, you are the most receptive right now. But I'll ask again, do you have a set of bands just hanging around, not doing anything? <laughs> Drop it in the comments. Let me know. I want to hear from you. I want to know where your bands are. If you have any bands, do you use them? Do you enjoy them? What are your favorite exercises? Let me know. I want to hear your voice. I want you to be heard on the Dadsplanation podcast. But anyway, <laughs> as far as investing in at-home fitness equipment goes, you really can't go wrong with a good set of resistance bands, you know? Like, they take up zero floor space, basically. You know, you can shove them under the uh, couch if you want. That's not a good uh, location for them. But they really don't take up that much space, you know? They can totally be used instead of weights to work nearly every muscle in your body but once you've got a set of bands we still have the answer to question how the heck do you decide which one to use for a given exercise in your resistance band workouts <laughs> that's a great question and that's what we'll be answering this week on this installment of mighty man so let's see here <laughs> what can we say about resistance bands right i'm joking <laughs> I'm like in a joking mood today. Uh, I've already done the research so that you don't have to. That's how I roll, you know? So resistance bands are especially beneficial for someone who is, you know, who's new to resistance or strength training in general. This is basically because it can help you in the beginning phases of getting stronger and building up that strength. They're great for fitness noobs <laughs> or people that simply want to squeeze in a workout at work or at their home office or at the airport, you know, wherever you are. Because, you know, that's what I love about resistance bands. You can more or less get a really intense workout almost anywhere you are at any time. They're portable as hell. You know, I mean, you can fit them in pretty much any gym bag or backpack or man purse for that matter. They're good for fitness news because, uh, you know, because since bands rely on resistance and not added weight, they can help to prevent a fitness newbie from doing too much too soon. But even though it prevents them from doing too much, it still provides a super challenging exercise. Like it still gives them a nice little challenge uh, to their muscles, you know? And the beauty of using the bands for someone who's more experienced is that bands can help them create better muscle activation prior to a strength training session. So like if you're uh, if you're using them to kind of warm up, <laughs> it'll activate your muscles a lot better when you're going to go into that strength training session. So better activated muscles mean better lifts. <laughs> now, who wouldn't want a better lift? Can I get a hell yeah down in the comments? Because when you lift better, you get more out of your lift. It's like the whole more bang for your buck saying, like you maximize the effectiveness of each lift to make bigger and better muscle gains. And now 
uh, as a general rule of thumb, the bigger the muscle you're working, the heavier the band you should be using. Bigger muscles require more of a challenge, you know what I mean? So you're not gonna make the gains you're looking for if you're lifting feathers, right? You know what I mean? You need to challenge yourself. And the bigger the muscles you're working, the heavier the band you should be using. This means that exercise moves that hit the smaller muscles in your upper body, like your biceps and triceps, you'll wanna use your lighter bands for these muscles. But if you're planning on hitting your lower body where most of your biggest muscles are, <laughs> you know, then, you'll, then you're gonna wanna challenge yourself with heavier bands. And of course, as you get stronger, feel free. Like, literally, you have the freedom to level up as you see fit. And now, with that in mind, let's talk about the best trainer-approved moves for every band in your collection. So let's start with the light bands. And as, you know, as a side note, as an FYI, most sets come with a light, medium, and a heavy band. So with the light bands, we've got push-ups, uh, single arm rows, and tricep pull downs. And so you can see how with the light bands, we're basically hitting the arms and upper body. So let's go with the first one. We, the, the first exercise we've got are push-ups. <laughs> how do we do push-ups with a band? Question for you, right? I'm going to get you thinking. I'm going to start throwing more questions at you to get your brain thinking, to get those mental juices running. So how do we do push-ups huh? with a band? <laughs> this is simple, actually. You start off by getting into a push-up position. We all know this position. It's simple. You know, the, the general premise of a plank, you know, when you start getting to that push-up. Now, with the band, you're, you're going to wrap the band uh, around your wrists and keep your hands planted slightly outside of your shoulders. That's the key there. You know, now the band is going to go from one palm to the other after you stretch it behind your back. Make sure the band goes under your arms and around your back before you grab the band in the opposite hand. You're aiming for the band to be about an inch or two below your armpits. That's like the sweet spot right there. Now, and the reason we do that, um, I had a trainer explain this to me, like why do we go underneath the arms rather than over the shoulders, right? And, and this is simple, if you think about it, if you're in a push-up position and the band is uh, around your neck or not around your neck, but around your shoulders and holding you down that way, if that band unexpectedly, uh, unexpectedly slips from that, the only, like, like from your shoulders, the only place that it's going to go is that it's going to snap right down to your neck. And think about it. If you like the first set, you might be fine, you know, but that second set and the third set, you're going to start working up a sweat, right? When you start sweating, that band is going to get slippery. And again, if it slips, when it's up on your shoulders or around your shoulders, so like around one hand, over your, uh, around your shoulder, and wrapped around your other hand, when that slips, it's going to grab that neck. And if, <laughs> if that strap, if that rubber band, if that resistance band slips from your shoulders and grabs your neck, that's not good, my friend. That is not good. So... The way we fix this is by wrapping it around your hand and then going under your armpit, around your back, and wrapped around your other hand. Now, once your band is in position, then it's time to get down to the ground. Aim for a wider stance than you normally would if there wasn't a band involved, you know? 
Now, once you're in that position, breathe in as you slowly lower your entire body to the floor and make sure to keep your core and glutes engaged while you're going down. Once you hit the ground, exhale, let the air out and push back up, you know? You can take it to the next level by slowing your descent and then exploding up. You'll really feel that one all over. Trust me on that. You can also add pulses at the bottom for the uh, like at the bottom of the movement and a pause at the top just to really level it up if if you know if you're finding those initial push-ups a little too easy. Again, options to take it to the next level. But that being said, continuing on with the light bands, we've got single arm rows. We, you know, you'll definitely want to go light here. And that's because you'll only be working one arm at a time in this move. So you definitely want to go light with the resistance. That being said, <laughs> put your arms in a bow and arrow type position. You're looking for a, uh, a 45 degree angle in the arm that's that'll be working the band. So to be clear, you know, so that, you know, we're kind of clear here. Uh, there's no video, so I need to kind of explain this, uh, this one. Uh, one arm will be remaining still, sort of like an anchor. Like think of that one arm being an anchor, while the other arm will be working, pulling the strap or the resistance band back. So say you have both arms up out in front of you at shoulder level, and you've decided to work your right arm, right? In that case your right arm will be slightly bent at a 45 degree angle towards your left arm. Literally like a bow and arrow, you're holding it up and uh, you're about to, you know, you just loaded the, uh, the arrow <laughs> and you're about to pull back. So think about it that way. And then keep this in mind, you'll wanna make sure to lock both hands around your band and make sure that you have a nice good grip on that, especially the one that's acting as the anchor. Keep your wrists straight and exhale as you bring your working arm all the way down to your rib cage. Do 10 to 15 and then switch sides. Once you start building that resistance strength, then you can upgrade your anchor to let's say a door or some other object that'll hold the weight as an anchor. You know, it's great, great exercise and it hits quite a few different muscles uh, in that upper body. Moving along to the third lightweight band exercise is tricep pull downs. This is another super simple exercise that'll give your arms, the triceps to be exact, it gives them a nice little burn. So with the tricep pull down, uh, what you're gonna do, you're gonna start in a standing position, stand up straight, you know, with your core engaged and your elbows squeezed towards your uh, rib cage. Place the band around your hands with your palms facing down. Bend your elbow to hold one hand toward your shoulder and use the other hand to push down on the resistance band toward your hip. So you're pulling down towards that hip, keeping the elbow in tight. You follow me? Now, the, again, the, the key here is that throughout the whole movement, you'll want to keep your elbows in tight to your rib cage. And then as you pull the band down, you'll want to pull the band apart as far as you can. And that's it. That's, there's really nothing to this exercise, but let me tell you, 10 to 15 reps of this exercise done slowly, you're gonna feel the burn, trust me on that. <laughs> and, and there you have it. That'll do it for the light bands. So now, let's talk about the medium bands now, right? And, and if you remember, as we go up in the bands, we'll be working bigger muscles or targeting you know, the larger muscles in your body. So let's get right into it. The first medium band exercise to get you ready for the upcoming beach season is a leg raise with a split. So for this movement, we'll be on our backs. 
So start by lying on your back with the resistance band around your ankles. Keep your legs straight and engage your core to pull them up in the air. Once everything is locked in and, and, and then you lift your legs towards the sky or the ceiling, <laughs> I like to think of the sky rather than the ceiling because it's, it's more empowering and, and really gets you through those tougher workouts. But anyway, legs off the ground and in the air. And what you're looking for is to create a 90 degree angle with your body. So when you get your legs to the top, then pull them apart into a split to get an extra burn in your outer thighs. Now, I say into a split, but obviously you, you go as far as you can. The bands aren't going to let you do an actual split, but that's besides the point. Do that for 10 to 15 reps and your set is done. And now keep in mind that you'll that I'm giving you individual exercises, not a workout per se. These are all movements that you can kind of sprinkle into your existing workouts, you know, or if you're trying to put together a workout that you you can add these in, you can just kind of sprinkle them in. Or if you you're like, what do I do here? What do I do this? Like, uh, OK, as well. What are you trying to achieve? What are your goals? You know, they're really good options to target the different goals that you may have. So there you go. You know, but that said, next up is the plank with foot taps. So with a band around your ankles, walk out into a plank. Again, nothing really to explain here, but to have the band around your ankles and you're in a plank position. So by the way, this is another simple exercise. If you haven't noticed, I like to keep things simple. And I'm talking about like, you know, what Fisher Price is to toys or what Apple products are to technology, you know, simple, 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 so simple that even a baby can do it. You know, that's what I'm talking about. And so again, you know, bands around your ankles and make sure to keep your core and glutes nice and tight and engaged. You know, this will make your body as straight as possible. So let's think about keeping a straight line from, uh, you know, the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And to do that, glutes and core super tight and engaged. Once you've got that locked in, then tap one foot out to the side at a time. As you tap, you want to stabilize through the center of your body to avoid any hip rocking. You want to essentially keep your hips as parallel to the ground as possible. Then just count out 10 to 15 right foot and 10 to 15 with your left foot. Ultimately, you want to alternate. So one to the left, then one to the right. That's one on each side. You follow? So one to the left, one to the right. That'll be one. Or you can do one, two, three, you know, so on and so forth on the left and then to the right. Ultimately, you want to alternate uh, one to the left, one to the right. And there you have it. It's that simple. Easy move, but super effective, especially with the band around your ankles. You know what I mean? And so next up, we've got bicycle crunches. I really like this one because it hits the core really good. You hit like those obliques extra hard by lying on your back, placing a medium band around your feet, and then raising your legs to a tabletop position. Now, with your hands behind your head, kick one foot out in front of you and crunch up through your obliques to bring your opposite knee and elbow to touch. Follow me? And here's the trick with this movement and or, or exercise is, uh, you know, so depending on the type of band you have, you might want or need to loop the band around your foot so it holds better, obviously. So rather than simply taking the band and putting it around your, you know, one foot and then uh, the other, you'll want to loop it around one. So go 
once around your left and then go once around your right. So it kind of keeps it a little tighter and it also keeps the uh, the bands from slipping less, you know, so it has that little, little bit more contact with your foot, I suppose. <laughs> and this will feel challenging at first, but that's the point, you know, you want to make small progressive improvements every day. Also, as you move through the through the movement, you'll build up momentum and it'll get easier as you go along. Eventually, you'll start to be able to kick faster as you, you know, build some momentum. And it's it's kind of like a train that's taken off from the from a standstill. It's slow at first as as it puts maximum power to the rails and then as it picks up momentum, it starts getting faster and faster, you know? Well, unless you're riding the New York City uh, transit, <laughs> like the one train, the A train, the, then things take off like a bat out of hell. In that case, uh, maybe we can think of like uh, the New York waterway or the Staten Island Ferry. That's probably a better analogy. But anyway, that's it for the medium band. So if you're following along with your bands at home, then you can drop those off to the side and pick up your heavy bands. These are usually the thickest bands in the set, usually black or dark blue in color. So we'll grab these bad boys and go through some of the heavyweight exercises in this uh, set of recommendations. <laughs> you know, the first heavyweight heavy band movement is sidestep squats. I mean, we can't talk about heavyweights without talking about squats, right? So let's get into it. <laughs> Start off by putting a set of heavy resistance bands around your ankles. By the way, this is a great way to up the ante on any type of squat you take, like to take it to the next level. So again, start with your band around your ankles and then step one foot out to the side. As you step to the side, lower down into that into a squat position. And of course, let's not forget your form. Keep your chest up, your core tight, all throughout the movement, but especially when you're down in the squatting position. Try to get your butt as close to parallel to the floor as possible, as close as you can, you know? That's the ultimate goal with each squat movement. And, and when I say parallel, quote unquote parallel, what I'm referring to is that, uh, nine, you know, like that 90 degree angle in your knees. Now, after you hit the bottom of the squat, drive through your heels and return to a standing position. And so if you're following me here, that was one side. We've got to repeat it on the other side. <laughs> Same with the foot tap planks. One squat to the right and one squat to the left. That's one. So you can either count it as one and do 10 to 15 or count them individually and go for a 20 to 30 count. So totally up to you. I find that you know, depending on the day, how I feel, or uh, if I just want to challenge my brain a little, you know, <laughs> I'll either count 10 or 15 or 20 to 30, depending, you know, again, how I feel. I'm a little wonky like that, you know, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same amount of work. It's just counted differently. So that being said, let's get in gear and hit up heavyweight exercise number two with kickbacks. This is another excellent move and one that'll light your glutes on fire. So I hope you're ready for it. <laughs> so we'll start by, you know, getting down on all fours like a dog and then wrap one end of the resistance loop around your foot and the other end under your hands. Pretty simple to set up and uh, super effective exercise. So while you're on all fours, raise your leg straight back and up as far as it'll go. You know, again, form, 
form, form. Keep your core tight to avoid any drooping in your lower back. There should be a, you know, a little arch, like a little natural arch, but that's, again, that's that, that's the natural arch in your back. You don't want your lower back to drop in. That'll cause an overextension of your lower back. And uh, let me tell you, uh, <laughs> it's not fun at all. So keep your form in mind all the way through and then return your knee to the ground and repeat. 10 to 15 with your right leg and then switch the band over to your left hand, left foot and do another 10 to 15. Bada bing, bada boom. There you have it, you know. Next on deck are clamshells. This one is, it's one of those underestimated exercises, but uh, what some people don't realize is that it supports lateral movement, which is more of a, uh, it's more of an athletic training type thing. And I love athletic training. If you don't know, like if there's something you need to know me, like about me is that I, I love, personally love athletic training. I'm not too big on simply lifting thing heavy things up um i i like there like i like there to be a purpose to why i'm lifting things a certain way like a strategy almost like because i like to make it a game almost you know so and and i find that with uh you know athletic style training i get that playfulness with it you know like to like the the workouts the exercises almost feel like like i'm eight years old at the uh park on the uh you know jungle gym or monkey bars like like that's what it feels like so i it helps me enjoy my workouts better and generally being more athletic you know in general <laughs> like this helps in all sorts of daily life you know like all the twisting and turning squatting bending things like that like that's where athletic training comes into play actually uh there was a program that i was going through back on the east coast that i really enjoyed uh called uh, ep training or explosive training and this is exactly the type of shit that i love you know it, it pushes you to absolute exhaustion and it really gets you into into tip-top athletic shape again like i'm not that into big and bulky able to squat like a volkswagen beetle type workouts like that's all great and whatnot and don't get me wrong i can appreciate someone who can squat six or seven hundred pounds you know that's fucking impressive but to me personally uh, i'll never be able to take advantage of that power other than at the gym so what's the point you feel me <laughs> Again, not knocking anyone for lifting that amount. I'm just saying it's not me. It's not for me. I like the athletic type workouts personally, and these clamshells that we're about to talk about fall into that category. So, well, it's generally incorporated into like as part of a larger workout regimen, but nonetheless, they're effective. Okay, <laughs> enough dad explaining there. I, I think uh, let's get into the actual exercise, right? So, like I said, these are simple to understand and do and they uh, target your glutes by first lying on your side with your knees slightly bent and with one leg on top of the other. Obviously, <laughs> you'll need to choose one side at a time in order to get, uh, you know, to, in order to get into this position. I generally favor the left hip first so that my right leg is on top. That's just me, but the point is that you'll do one side and then the next, right? So, once you're in position, get that heavy resistance band around both thighs. Now, you want it preferably as close to the knee as possible because um, that's where it's going to give you the most resistance. Now, slowly lift and lower your top knee with your feet together. 
The key to this movement here is to use the outside and inside of your thighs to resist the pull of the band. So as you're opening your top leg or separating your knees, focus on doing so slowly, <laughs> you know, by focusing on it this way, you force yourself to control the movement with your, uh, with your outer muscles. Now do the same as you bring your knees back together, focus on controlling the movement, making the movement slow and methodical. This focusing, uh, you know, it's gonna help you use the inner muscles of your leg. Again, 10 to 15 on one side, flip over, 10 to 15 on the other, and there you have it. Nine, that's, I mean, that, that's basically it. Easy peasy, nine absolutely amazing simple exercises for each resistance level, for each band in your toolbox. Uh, like these nine exercise uh, exercises can be sprinkled into other full workouts if you if you have or you can Lego block a workout that fits your needs with all of these exercises. And if you're wondering what I mean by Lego block, I literally mean just like you'd build something out of uh, nothing with Lego blocks. Like each of these exercises can be used as a component, as a block to build a full workout out of nothing. <laughs> Give it a shot and then hit me up and let me know what you came up with. I'd love to hear from you. Like, what are you working on? What are you struggling with? Let me know. Let's get better together. And so with all that said and done, that's it, you guys. That's my show for today. I hope you found some valuable information here. And if nothing else, I hope I've entertained you for a few minutes and was able to bring you a little man sunshine to your day. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to me. It's very much appreciated. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about the mental health implications of rage rooms. So fellas, if you've ever felt like smashing stuff, then next week's episode is for you. And look, your health and fitness goals are easier to achieve than you might think. First and foremost, it's all about getting your mind straight right from the get-go. And so I've got a freebie for you called the 10 Dad Explanation Mind that'll help you whip your mind into shape so that you can turn around and whip your body into shape. Does that sound good to you? Then head on over to podcast.dasmination.com slash mindhacks to get your freebie today and start using these 10 hacks to exercise consistently and create the real and lasting results that you're truly after and that you absolutely deserve. That's podcast.dasmination.com slash mindhacks. Again, that's podcast.dasmination.com slash mindhacks. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you're listening to this episode right now and leave me a nice, fat, juicy five-star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much. It really helps me get the word out and it's honestly the one place where your vote truly matters. Until our next chat, take care now. Bye.